You're listening to E-Commerce Fastlane, episode 19. Welcome to E-Commerce Fastlane, the podcast show to help you build, launch, grow, and scale a wildly successful e-commerce company. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. Learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your Shopify store. And now, your host and e-commerce entrepreneur, Steve Hey there, it's Steve, and welcome back to the e-commerce Fastlane podcast. Now, if this is your first time listening, this is an e-commerce show where we have honest and transparent conversations about building and thriving online with your store powered by Shopify or Shopify Plus. Now, new episodes are available each week in iTunes and Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and now Spotify. And you can also sign up at uh, ecommercefastlane.com, and you can be notified when new shows are being released. Now, on today's uh, episode, I'm chatting with uh, Josh Esner, who is the co-founder of Swell Rewards, and he has an incentive marketing platform that really helps Shopify store owners uh, drive more revenue and uh, lifetime loyalty. So let's jump into the show. Hi, Josh, and welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. You know, I, we've been, um, I would say it's probably been six months since you and I have been uh, first met and then have been ch- chatting back and forth about wanting to get on the show. And I know you've been working on, um, you have, you've had quite a roadmap and you've been working with a lot of uh, premium clients, big merchants uh, on Shopify Plus. And uh, I'm, f- I'm so glad that we we're finally able to sync our calendars. I'm really glad you're here. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really glad that we can make it happen. And it's been, uh, it, it's certainly been a busy few months, but I, I remember that first conversation we had back at shop.org, I think it was, um, quite some time ago. So uh, a lot's changed since then, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we can make some time for this. Cool. So I, I know a lot about your, your journey kind of leading up to uh, building and, you know, be a co-founding the Swell Rewards solution, but can you kind of share with the listeners your entrepreneurial journey? Absolutely. Absolutely. So my, my journey starts actually maybe in a, a slightly different place than, than many entrepreneurs. Uh, I was a management consultant uh, as, a, as a background. So a very deep client services experience, uh, really learned a lot there about uh, not, not just building and, and running a business, but I like to say that they taught me how to think there. So we'd have to give these very structured presentations and in boardrooms. And so uh, I, I like to think nowadays that when I give presentations, if, if there's a place where I learned how to sweat it out, so to speak, it was it was early in my career. And I think it set me up pretty well to, to do what we do here at Swell today. So I did that for uh, for about four years and uh, had, had one other job before then. And then right in probably the beginning of 2015, uh, so it, as the in the management consulting role, the the next logical path, the the thing that everybody tells you to do is go to business school. And so um, you know every every month a different partner would ask me, when are you going? When are you going? Where are you applying? Uh, and, and I just it didn't feel right to me. I, I I wasn't exactly sure why I was going. I started going through the application process, but I just I really didn't understand the the value out of it besides the just the fact that it was supposed to be my my next logical step in my career path. So 
Instead, uh, I had this very good friend of mine. Uh, we've been friends for probably 13 years now. We just so happened to live next door to each other in our freshman year dorm uh, here in Boston. And so he said, hey, I'm, I'm working on this, this project on the side. I, uh, I'm going to go quit my job to work on it. Do you want to join me? And at, at first I said, yeah, it sounds really cool, but uh, that's, just, <laughs> that's just not what I'm supposed to be doing. And eventually, over the over the next couple of months, the more we talked about it, the more uh, you know, the more I realized that that was what I was really excited about. And so, uh, by you know, by spring of 2015, I quit my job and was working on on Swell full time. You don't hear as many stories like that though, leading up to what you actually have produced today, because typically, you know, you. Your, your family, your parents uh, just kind of force you down this journey of, no, no, I'm going to school to do this and I'm going to go through this kind of thing. And I guess you never necessarily considered yourself to be an entrepreneur, but, you know, your friend uh, kind of nudged you in the right direction and uh, thankfully so. And, uh, and it's great that you've built up this platform. It's really exciting. Yeah, I would say he, he helped me uncover. There were, the entrepreneur was inside me, but we had to polish off a few layers first, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah. If nothing else, in the early days, the uh, the drive to you know to build and to to put in the hours and, and everything like that, uh, yeah, let's say it, it it didn't hurt that I had a lot of uh, a lot of family and friends who maybe in the back of their minds were were thinking, mm, not exactly sure what uh, what Josh is doing over there. Uh, we yeah. think this is what he was this was uh, he was going to plan on doing, but. Uh, but you know, they were, luckily they were pretty nice about it. And, uh, and nowadays they, they don't ask those questions anymore. So <laughs> definitely as well, that's definitely a good pivot then, because I, I want to dig into, well, I want to call it the elephant in the room, but, um, and you'll probably call it the good stuff, but, you know, tell me about this whole Yachtpo acquisition. And for those that are listening, uh, Yachtpo is a review and kind of user generated content platform um, that is massively popular on Shopify, and uh, they have acquired Swell Rewards, the company that Josh and his co-founder have built over the years. So I'd like to hear uh, this this story and kind of how it all went down. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I think it's, uh, I think it's certainly important to note as we, as we talk about this, that there's tons of exciting stuff going on, and we are, our team is super excited about the move. But I still think of myself as the one of the founders of Swell. I still think of myself as being responsible day to day for for running Swell. And uh, fortunately, the the team at Yapo recognized that we were onto something. And so their their goal is not to completely disrupt the the good thing that we have going, but just to help us add a bit more fuel to the fire. So the the story actually starts when I say it's been a busy few months. Uh, the story actually starts probably back in January or so this year. Um, Swell had historically been bootstrapped. And so in other words, we had raised very little money to, to fund the business. The business was funded just right off of the back of the, um, the revenues that, that we earned in exchange for, for our software. And so my co-founder, Jim, and I took a step back at the beginning of the year and we said, now the bootstrap model is great because we really control our own destiny, right? So we can guarantee both ourselves and our clients that we are not going out of business because we made sure that the money coming in each month was a little bit more than the money going out. 
but we felt like there was just a lot of opportunity out there. And when we were on our own, right, when we didn't have any sort of institutional backing, it was just really hard to do all of the, the, the cool things that we wanted to work on. And so whether that's new product ideas, whether that's building out our, our client-facing teams, right, we were just starting to feel more and more constrained. And so long story short, we said, okay, we're going to go raise money for the first time. Uh, we are going to do the rounds with the VCs. And so we did in Boston and I spent my time working and refining pitch decks and all that, all that good stuff that those of you who are listening uh, and have raised money know you have to go through. And so fortunate, fortunately, uh, and maybe luckily for us, we, we wound up in the, maybe the late spring with, um, with a couple of, of term sheets. So we had a couple of investors who were ready to invest. We were just going through what's called the red line process, meaning they sent us uh, some paperwork, our lawyers marked it up and said, we don't like this term or that term. So we we're really down in the, in the details. We were about to take the deal and uh, maybe a, literally a couple days before we were gonna take this, this deal from this one investor in Boston, uh, Tomer, Yapo's CEO, gave me a call and he said, hey, have you ever thought about maybe, maybe joining our team rather than raising money and doing it on your own? And so there was, there was really a lot of soul searching that my co-founder and I had to go through, right? It's, it's flattering and it's exciting to get an acquisition offer. And as an entrepreneur, right, that's what, that's what a lot of us think about, whether we admit it or not. Um, but what it really came down to is when we got over the, let's say, the initial excitement, we really had to think about, okay, are we going to, is Swell going to be in better hands um, being run on our own and raising money and building the team and going out and finding the senior people that we need, but maybe it taking a couple iterations to get the right one and, uh, you know, what happens, where, how far can we get in the next couple of years with that model um, versus Yapo made us a, an offer we couldn't refuse. And I don't just mean from a financial perspective, but I mean, the their their real selling point to us, the reason that, that they convinced us to join the team was because they said, you know, we've, we've gone through all of this, uh, all this process. What you're about to embark on for the next three to five years is what we've just gone through. And let us tell you, it is really hard. <laughs> it, is, it is tough. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so you can certainly go through that. But uh, what we could do is, is make it such that you get all these all these resources from our team. So we're going to give you a lot of leverage, and you're going to get that leverage much sooner. And and so that was that was really the offer that we couldn't refuse. And I would say you know to to date that's really that's really been true. So just to give you a very like tactical sense for exactly what that means, uh, our team was about 15 people when the deal closed. Uh, and since then, let's see, there are. 13 people, 13 additional people that are now dedicated to Swell from the Yapo team. And that's not even including some of the other groups that are helping us out, like their, their HR team or their finance team, for example. So very, very tactically, there's no way we could have hired 13 people overnight. All of a sudden we have 13 plus new amazing team members. And so for us, it's, it's really exciting and we feel, we feel good about the, the decision so far. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and I was just thinking, you know, experience uh, really is a, 
a great teacher. So I can see why there was alignment between uh, Yacht Paul and yourself, because, you know, if they've already gone through those next three to five years that you likely were going to go through, struggle through potentially, because you're right, you needed to have or you wanted to um, develop your roadmap further, or as you said, even having uh, having customer success managers, more of them, and really uh, start building a world-class uh, kind of a SaaS solution. It's definitely a challenge. So it's nice that Yapo kind of not necessarily came to the rescue because that's a win-win situation. I believe they're bringing a lot of experience and and some market clout in the e-commerce space. And, uh, and then on the flip side, though, you're bringing a great technology stack that they don't have. And uh, I could see, you know, I'm sure that this is uh, down the pipe. It's it's going to be you know a more an enhanced uh, tech stack available through Yapo as as as, as an overall experience, uh, more than just reviews and user generated content. There's you know there's there's other modules and things as for more enterprise uh, customers they could turn on and maybe part of that would be a loyalty and rewards type solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there are. There are a lot of really exciting ideas that we have in terms of how our two organizations start to come together. But yeah, of course, in particular, what's what's really exciting for us and uh, hopefully for our, our mutual merchants is the way in which our products start to come together. And there are there are a lot of different items on the table right now that we're just starting to work through. Uh, the roadmap is starting to get flushed out for really the next you know six to twelve months and and beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I what I can say right now is that the the direct Yapo to Swell integration, which has historically been uh, in essence rewarding for product reviews, typically giving points for when uh, when uh, let's see users or end consumers uh, submit product reviews through a a Yapo merchant. Um, and so, in the short term, there's the opportunity to really um, build out that integration, right? So when, for example, a a customer uploads a photo or answers a question, right? Uh, our our integration there will will get much more robust. But without going into specifics in the short term, not because I promise I I would be more than happy to share, but because we're still flushing this out a little bit. Um, we we really think that what's going to be exciting for Swell is starting to get to leverage some of the, just the, the really robust engineering function that the Yacht Pro team has. So they have a, they have a massive engineering team. Uh, they, have, they have some really amazing products that they've come out with in the past year. Um, they just released a, a natural language processing tool, for example, which actually understands what they call the sentiment of the review, right? So maybe mm. it's a five-star review, but maybe the person still doesn't feel great about shipping time or customer service or something along those lines, right? They're able to pull out those those insights. And so what we're working on is how we can start to leverage that to really help between how somebody refers or how somebody earns points through Swell and what their sentiment is in uh, through a, a Yapo review. Um, we're starting to figure out how we can combine all of that into just this really deep understanding of the customer on behalf of our merchants that I don't think has really been attainable before when these types of solutions have stood apart. Right. So Swell does, um, I guess, both rewards and referrals. I mean, there's quite a few uh, different, I guess, solutions that are kind of available uh, inside Swell. And uh, do you tend to focus on one versus the other? One thing that's been really important to us from the beginning is that we decided if we're going to have more than one 
tool in the in the platform, if we are going to make it a platform, so to speak, it's super important that those tools not just work well together, right? So for example, it's great that a lot of our merchants can give, say, points when they um, when one of their customers earns a referral or when one of their customers refers a friend. But it's really important that those tools be best in breed on their own as well. Um, eventually, maybe you get to, from a platform perspective, you see companies like Adobe or IBM where they just have so many products and there ultimately is some benefit, even if one given product isn't the absolute best uh, compared to some of the other tools out there. But we think it's really, really important that if somebody wants to use our referral program, then great, you can use our referral program on its own and it, it works just as well as some of the standalone tools out there. Same goes for loyalty. But you know, of course, again, there's there's benefits using everything in the same platform. It's it's not just points, it's about consolidating that that overall customer view, right? Consolidating your understanding of how your customers are interacting with your store. And so overall, I would say what we find is about 60% or so of our merchants use both rewards and referrals together through Swell. About 30% or so use us for just referrals, probably the last 10%, give or take, will use us, use us for just loyalty. And so we we actually, we want the, the merchant to have the flexibility to choose and we call it quote unquote incentive marketing, as you mentioned. And so we, it's this fancy term, but really at the end of the day, all it means is that we want the merchant to be able to give the incentives to their customers for what really matters to them, right? For the behaviors that the merchant is trying to drive and uh, what you know, whatever moves the needle for them is, some, is somewhere where we want to be helpful. I see. It kind of reminds me, I interviewed uh, OmniSend. Uh, it's a email marketing platform, uh, marketing automation solution. Uh, a, a few weeks back, I think they originally were uh, called Soundist and they have kind of replatformed to OmniSend and they, they have a very similar uh, business model where the solution uh, does email marketing kind of on its own and then some basic kind of sales automation, but they have lots of other different types of omni-channel type solutions that uh, could really gain more reach. And you can go in and turn those features on, you know, with a small extra fee or moving up to a pro plan. So it's interesting uh, that, you know, as the maturity of the merchant that's using the solution, they could, you know, you're saying 60% or so are using, you know, both or all of the features that are available from within Swell and 30% or so are just using maybe a one-off because that's all they really need at this point. The challenge that I found, uh, you know, other just people that I deal with, it's that the tech stack from a Shopify merchant perspective gets quite large and a lot, I'm finding that a lot of the apps don't necessarily talk to each other correctly, or there's lots of other middleware to make things talk and interact. And so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that that's the kind of the journey that you're going down with Yopo that there's like, Hey, uh, we've got a great solution. Um, and you know, now we've got this machine learning and we're doing, you know, like language processing and, that, and now being able to now, uh, assimilate, eventually at some point into the swell solution, it really gives some opportunities to be able to turn things on as needed. And then the merchant can grow with the platform, it makes it sticky. It makes them want to stay there. And uh, it's the same kind of angle that what OmniSend is attempting to do now too, with you know SMS and bots and all the ways of kind of interacting with wherever your merchant happens to be post you know, abandonment or uh, re-engagement sequence. So it's interesting to see that that's kind of the journey that you're going down. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the biggest challenges, at least from a marketing technology perspective today, certainly in, in our Shopify ecosystem, is that many of these different market, <laughs> excuse me, marketing tools are absolutely amazing at what they do, right? So uh, you can plug in 10 amazing point solutions, but the challenge, yeah, exactly, is getting them to talk to each other. And sure, integrations are popular today, and uh, I know a lot of our merchants enjoy using the, the integrations that we make available, uh, whether that's with the, you know, the email marketing companies that we work with, or you know, of course, uh, our, our UGC friends at Yapo. Uh, but at the same time, it's it can be a massive challenge. And when all of the the data about how these customers are interacting with your store sits in, you know, 10, 15, 20, you know, maybe 50 different tools that you've plugged in, it's really hard to get that single all-encompassing view. And so if we can make a dent in that problem with, you know, with what we're doing together with Yapo today, then I think we're going to be really helpful for for a lot of our shared merchants. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I do a lot of app audits uh, for uh, some merchants, and uh, that's one of the first things I look at. I just I try to figure out, you know, um, you know, are they making the right decisions today about what they're actually using, and is there a more efficient uh, solution that could be more affordable or more powerful? And it just comes up, it opens up lots of conversations about marketing strategy based on what they're they're. Um, uh, public apps that they have um, in their admin. So, so there must be some interesting trends, I think, that are, uh, that are going on in, in your space. Uh, do you have anything that you could kind of share with us today uh, from what you see from your perspective? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, going back to us being a, a bootstrapped organization, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the title co-founder or CEO or what have you is uh, <laughs> to me pretty meaningless. It's still pretty important to me. Uh, largely out of necessity that I, uh, you know, our, uh, everybody on the team does their share of the heavy lifting. And so I, I still talk to an incredible amount of our customers and prospective customers. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that, that we've noticed in particular with a lot of the, let's say the larger Shopify plus merchants is that a lot of them are becoming what, what I would call discount averse. And so if we think about the past, five years in e-commerce, whether it's sending emails, whether it's trying to recapture, let's say abandoned carts, uh, the, the standard has been to, to offer discounts in exchange for all of these actions. And I think what we're finding is that a lot of merchants realize that they're not only giving up a lot of margin by say sending that 10% off code or that get $15 off your next purchase type of code. Uh, but I think what, what we're really noticing is that they're finding their customers are waiting until they get that next coupon to make the purchase. They're being, the customers are uh, being what's called conditioned to, to wait for that next discount. And otherwise they're a little bit more reluctant to make that second, third, fourth purchase. And imagine as, as we think about loyalty, uh, that that's just super, super interesting to us. Not only because in many cases, a lot of our merchants give points, which eventually lead to, um, to a discount of some sort, but it, it really almost helps us to completely rethink what loyalty means, where if the goal of one of the, the main goals of loyalty is to encourage repeat purchases, it has us thinking, well, uh, how are we <laughs> how are we going to help our merchants do this if some of our merchants who we feel like are really leading the leading the way or are at the forefront, the cutting edge of, of e-commerce, if they're noticing these things and they're pushing back on us, 
uh, how do we how do we work with them? How do we get creative to uh, to help them start to solve this problem? Anticipating that these findings will start to, to trickle down, and and a lot of other merchants will will start to adopt the same behaviors. And so one thing that we've really been working on together with a lot of these larger merchants in particular recently has been what we call our VIP tier functionality. So it's not necessarily the, the silver bullet. It's not the, it's not the complete solution to, to this challenge. But, um, but one way that we get around using discounts with our program is by introducing this, um, this concept of VIP tiers, where for those of you who are unfamiliar, it essentially starts to say, well, when you, maybe when you spend a certain amount of money or uh, when you earn a certain number of points or when you refer a certain number of friends, uh, you're going to earn a, a new tier and, and that tier comes with a graduated set of benefits. So maybe on a certain tier, uh, you, you always get free shipping or maybe you get a, a special customer service line or uh, you know, it's really up to the brand to start to think about all the ways that they can create these amazing experiences for their customer. But what we find is just is just from a psychological perspective, it completely reframes the intent for the customer. Uh, so what we've what we've actually noticed is that it it makes the customer instead of being conditioned for the discount, it makes them say, "Oh man, yeah, this is really exciting. I really want to get to this next tier." So that I can quote unquote unlock this this incremental benefit that I'm going to get, and so we we've seen some really good early results. Um, we're starting to roll out a few programs with some of our plus merchants who are pursuing uh, solely tier based strategies, and so it's going to be really interesting to to study that and see if that's sort of the way of the future. Yeah, it's an interesting topic because my my wife uh, is out uh, shopping right now for back to school for the kids, and you know uh, they're small kids, so she's going to the Gap or Gymboree and a few different places, and you know, and she is uh, completely conditioned exactly the way that you're talking about, where um, you know, you know, maybe fashion brands have more margin, fair enough, which they do, uh, but she's waiting for the forty or fifty off plus the gym bucks that they're giving over hundred over one hundred and fifty dollars, and it's so interesting that she's willing to wait for it and then. And, uh, or if she buys in store at a certain deal, and there's even a further discount that comes uh, as, a, as an in-store promotion, uh, or she buys in store and then gets an email a couple of weeks later with a, another random sale that comes up. You know, it's, 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 it's so interesting that that's, you know, unfortunately, that's kind of the way some people are, are being conditioned. And I find it too, even with card abandonment, I think some, some savvy people are purposely that aren't, you know, urgently ready to buy something. They're purposely adding it to the shopping cart and putting their or their email address in and then abandoning it, uh, hoping that there's going to be some kind of a discount code uh, available that they couldn't find. And it's funny when you do search like for a brand coupon code or the brand, you know, whatever it is, uh, discount code, you know, there's lots of you know, coupon and discount sites out there uh, promoting these things through their affiliate programs or whatever they're doing to share these codes. But it shows that that's kind of the mentality of a lot of uh, merchants, uh, sorry, of, of, uh, sorry, of uh, customers. Um, but I can see what you're doing now with this VIP tiers. And I think it completely makes sense. Uh, it's, it's almost like what Starbucks is doing too. I mean, they, they have an amazing uh, rewards program with these stars, the bonus stars and things you get. And, you know, they, they know, <laughs> they know if you don't, if, if you ever, you come every Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays and you don't come, they know, and they're sending you a message or they know you never uh, come in and buy a coffee at two o'clock. Well, guess what? It's available from three until five today and you get bonus stars, right? 
funny how that works, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's funny Absolutely. how that works. <laughs> uh, no, it's true. And then it starts to speak to brand also, right? So uh, the analogy I would I would start to think about would be for Swell ourselves, right? So when we think about bringing new new clients on board, the way that we bring them on is not by enticing them with a discount, but by by talking to them about how we are the we're the the premium offering, if you will. And so uh, it's in other words, if if you're an e-commerce brand, um, it starts to starts to allow you to draw certain perceptions about the brand that you're potentially buying from, and it starts to feel a little more luxurious, a little bit more upscale if you're a little bit less focused on discounts and more focused on other ways you can enhance the customer experience. Right. Yeah. Now, what about, I guess the other part, I'm just thinking of your platform because you have quite a few different ways from rewards. I guess the other part would be referrals. And so can you kind of share um, your thoughts behind that about, you know, and I guess my thought is that acquiring new users uh, just really, uh, you know, especially through word of mouth or through referral marketing, it's certainly the cost per acquisition is lower than maybe paid acquisition uh, that we're kind of used to with Facebook and, and ads and whatnot. So if you, can you share with me kind of what you see in the referral space at this time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we spend a lot of time thinking about the experience that a, a customer has with a referral program from the time they they see it, from the time they share their referral link all the way through to where that friend they're sending the link to makes their first purchase, right? And so along that along that pathway, if you will, it's about maximizing, say, shares of those referral links uh, from shares of referral links, the percentage of those that are clicked. And then once a referral link is clicked and a friend's on the site, of course, the uh, the golden ticket is uh, is focusing on conversions. So right. What, what we found in particular recently in, in terms of where we've been able to move the needle for, for our clients is that uh, certain types of shares of referral links just do much, much better when it comes to clicks and then ultimately conversion compared to other types of shares. And so what I mean by that is that we've actually found that when somebody copies their link and say, post it on a forum or post it on their Facebook newsfeed, uh, it actually performs much, much worse. And that may seem a little bit counterintuitive, but to us, it actually makes a lot of sense. To us, it's such an impersonal type of share. So in other words, if you're scrolling through your Facebook newsfeed and you see something from you know that, that guy you went to high school with that says, hey, get 15% off some brand I don't care about. Well, you know, guess what? you might click on it for fun, but uh, but chances are you're, you're not going to convert. And right. so what we found is, what we call these one-to-one types of shares are super beneficial. So by one-to-one, I mean, let's say an email. So, uh, hey, Steve, um, this brand, I don't know, Movement Watches, uh, they seem really cool. I I think you'll really like them. You should go check them out. As you might imagine, that converts so much better. We've seen Mm -hmm. maybe like up to 15 times better than a just a general Facebook share. Uh, and so what we're really thinking about now is what other types of one-to-one mechanisms can we really help our merchants focus on, right? And so email is, of course, the, uh, the, the bread and butter these days. But what about SMS? What about WhatsApp? What about Facebook Messenger, right? All of these, all these mechanisms, we, uh, we have this hypothesis that they're going to work significantly better. And so we've started to roll some of those out, but definitely a, definitely a focus going forward. I've been talking a lot to some 
email marketing people and uh, Clavio and a few others. And they've, uh, you know, mentioned that maybe, you know, the open rate is, you know, could be as low as only 17%, maybe even lower in a lot of cases. And, you know, and that's why, you know, these other channels um, tend to uh, get more attention, uh, you know, be it messenger um, or other social channels and stuff. So it's interesting how you're considering that and kind of uh, uh, creating um, this one-to-one relationship. It's almost like, you know, uh, when you when you when you think of like web merchandising and and creating a personalized experience on a store and you know there's some great solutions that are out there to kind of help craft a great looking store that's very unique uh, to the person that's viewing the site and uh, you know if they you know I always use this example like you know on a pet store and you know you consistently are buying stuff for a dog um, there's no need in any kind of marketing copy or anywhere on the website that you need to start promoting you know cat stuff and uh, so it seems like you're going down the right journey of kind of well you know instead of it being disingenuous of like hey click this link and 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 it just it looks a little bit sleazy and this stuff so I can see that you're working on that one to one so I think that's really neat that you're going down that path. Yeah, one of those I, I think it's a great point, and I think one of those buzzwords that you hear going around the the e-commerce ecosystem nowadays is personalization, right? And lo and behold, if you make something more relevant for a customer or a potential customer. You know, uh, imagine that they are, they're going to be more likely to buy. And so it's, it's not rocket science, but finding ways to do that within each of our respective tools has been, yeah, I think it's been a, a big innovation in the past couple of years. Absolutely. Um, and how have you dealt with um, uh, discount codes? Because I know there's been some buzz kind of, uh, you know, in around Shopify about, you know, links and stuff that kind of can pre-populate discounts through, through, through embedded links and whatnot. Is there, is there anything about the referral business with regards to, to discount codes? Yeah, absolutely. So one, uh, I would say one of our merchants really drove it, but we had a handful of merchants who were asking us to completely changed the way that our referral program worked probably around this time last year. Um, and so we, we actually uh, we actually made some changes there. Uh, we released what we call a, a discount code-based referral program. Uh, and so what that actually consists of is uh, the ability for someone to use, instead of a link, a, a discount code where they pass along to their friend. It's easier to put in, say, an Instagram profile or uh, or something along those lines. And so the the customer, the friend, the new customer can simply enter it in at checkout. And so we just, a lot of our merchants talk to us about how it just removes a lot of the friction in the process. And of course, that's really the the name of the game. Uh, so I think we've, we've just had some really interesting uh, findings so far with that. Still, jury's still out a little bit on some of the pros and cons of that type of program, but Certainly just getting the, getting the customer straight through that journey of the referral program uh, is, is really uh, has been very beneficial from an ROI perspective. I'm looking forward to that uh, case study to see how that's rolling out because I, I can see, like I said, I've, I've seen the buzz uh, in and around Shopify talking about that, um, that uh, people like the idea of having um, inserting a link and having it already in the cart with a discount. And, uh, and then in this case, uh, you know, offering an incentive to someone else uh, based on that link. And you're right, it's much more personalized, uh, being able to offer an exclusive coupon code, if it all, um, you know, works its way back up to the top about, you know, who, where's the originating party. And uh, it's just, it builds, it builds more loyalty and it just builds more customers, you know, for that brand. So I think that's really, really cool. 
So we are nearing the end of the show, but um, I, congratulations again um, on, uh, you know, this kind of serendipity that's happened with, you know, looking for VC money potentially just because you didn't want to bootstrap anymore and it just made time to kind of advance the product. And then lo and behold, the oppo kind of fits into the, into the mix and uh, it's great. I've been funny today. I just happened to notice I went to the site and I see that it says a Yachtpo company under swell. So that looks very official now. Uh, I can, uh, I can give you the, the background and that there are, there are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to uh, this type of, uh, you know, this type of acquisition, but uh, even the decision around, do we call it a Yapo company? Do we call it Swell by Yapo? Uh, so there was, yeah. there was back and forth, but uh, they they left it to us at the end of the day. And so, yes, we are we are officially a Yapo company and, and definitely excited to be part of it. Very cool. So um, how can people learn uh, more about Swell Rewards? Yeah, so probably the, the best way is to just head straight to www.swellrewards.com. Uh, a lot of information on our site. We have a lot of resources, so some good white papers and blog posts and case studies and, and things along those lines. Uh, and of course, if, if anybody is interested in, in learning more directly, uh, we do have the opportunity directly on the uh, on the store there to submit a demo request, and you know, I'm sure somebody from our team would be happy to walk you through the platform. Perfect. And I know just before we started recording, um, you uh, offered a listener-only promotion, which I do uh, really appreciate. I think it's uh, uh, you know for for those that are listening that you know um, haven't. Um, installed a rewards program yet a loyalty program referral program uh you know i think you should really seriously uh, have a really uh, serious look at swell and kind of what they offer um, i have first-hand experience and um, of merchants and clients that are using a solution and i know it's powerful i know it works i know it helps uh, generate more revenue and lifetime value so uh, please uh, you know uh, let them come to the table uh, if you're kind of vetting any other solutions that are out there on the market and uh, they do have a great solution and so the team has offered uh, 50% off uh, for the first three months. So um, it's uh, definitely worth it uh, to at least at least vet the solution and get a demo and attach it to your store or to your dev store and uh, see what uh, you can do with the solution. And uh, I'll update the show notes. Uh, there's an email address where you can get that offer after you uh, get your trial. Uh, it'll be team at uh, swellrewards.com. And uh, from that point, the on their onboarding team will be able to help you uh, from that point. So yeah, Josh, thanks again for coming on the show. It's uh, great to catch up. Well, you have yourself a great day and congrats again. All right. All right. Thanks, Steve. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Josh from Swell Rewards. You know, the Yachtpo acquisition is proof that, you know, Swell has created a great platform, you know, that will enhance your full marketing strategy and improve performance in customer acquisition, customer retention, and, you know, and most importantly, customer lifetime value. You know, rewards, referrals, influencers, and kind of email acquisition are kind of all part of their marketing suite. So if you've not invested in this necessary tech stack, uh, you know, to grow and scale your Shopify store, you know, make sure you check them out um, at Swell Rewards, S-W-E-L-L, SwellRewards.com, and mention this podcast for the 50% off deal uh, for the first three months. Now, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you could take a few minutes and rate and review the show in iTunes. It's one of the best ways that you can kind of show your appreciation for the continued production of this show. And thanks again for being a supporter and a loyal listener. On the next episode of e-commerce Fastlane, I have a chat with Eric Christensen, who is the co-founder and CEO of Just Uno. 
Now they've developed a conversion optimization suite for sales conversions, uh, growing your email list and kind of on-site promotions uh, using real-time user data. You know, and on a high level, they kind of inspire retailers like you uh, to invest in their website visitors to kind of monetize eyeballs. And, you know, really they help to solve kind of top of the funnel kind of lead capture and the bottom of the funnel kind of sales conversions. It's a platform trusted by over 20,000 store owners just like you. And I'm excited for you to check out this episode uh, and learn more about how you can maximize the traffic that you are getting to your store. Well, thanks again for taking time on your busy day or your commute and listening to the show. I truly appreciate you and your entrepreneurial journey with commerce powered by Shopify. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week and take care.